Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have a returning guest, Artie Arianpour. He's the CEO and co-founder of Seekster. The last time I think I mispronounced it, but the website is seekster.com. It's S-E-Q-S-T-E-R. And Artie, is a, he's a genomics executive and a serial entrepreneur in the biotech industry. And before Seekster, uh, he launched several clinical and consumer-based genetic tests as a chief commercial officer of uh, Pathway Genomics and SVP of uh, Ambry Genetics, which ended up being acquired by Konica Minolta. But now he's working on a project called Seekster, and it has some relevance to the current coronavirus. So let's talk about that. So Artie, thanks for coming back. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, happy quarantine to you. Hope you and your family are well, and uh, great to be back. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, maybe there'll be a new holiday, holiday called Quarantismus or something that, that happens in March every year. We'll see, but hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> well, t- tell me about uh, Seekster. What's the premise of the company for, for listeners that don't know? Yeah, so with Seekster, uh, simple story. It all started with just seeking health data. Uh, Seekster is a SaaS healthcare platform that really enables organizations to drive efficient healthcare via comprehensive collection of medical records, EHR data, combining your individual genomic profiles, DNA, genetic data, as well as adding your personal health device, um, uh, wearable and fitness app data all in one place, and then allowing you to really share that data on your terms, creating a longitudinal health record. Oh, nice. I, you know, I know, uh, you know, let's say by the time you get to be, I don't know, I mean, I've even seen this with my family, but you know, once you're in your 40s or 50s, you've been to all kinds of doctors, you've been, you know, in the medical system for, you know, as long as you've been alive. And some of those offices have been closed down. And some of these records, some of those records, some you can't get. And like your whole health history is just kind of in your head. And I know, I don't remember half of the things that that happened. You know, my wife has to remind me. So it would be nice if you had all your health data, at least going forward in one database. So you can, you know, choose to show it to a doctor if you wanted to, or at least have a better sense of what's happened with you and where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I think there's, there's main industry pain points that lack timely access to health records we're seeing. And what we built with Seekster is just cutting edge interoperability technology that can take that clinical data that you're talking about, Richard, out of any EHR in moments, um, integrate this patient-centric you know, uh, technology, and combine your EHR data with your DNA data and your wearable fitness data. So we built this scalable solution that's de- deployable to solve multiple pain points for pharma, payers, um, life insurers, providers, and, and consumer brands that are seeking health data. And no better time to talk about this than everyone being at home, staying at home, trying to save lives and being quarantined during COVID-19. For sure, when we started Seekster in January of 2016, 
when I founded the company, we never thought that a pandemic was going to happen where we would be so far along with, you know, thousands of hospitals integrated within the platform. Yeah. So uh, just a quick definition. So EHR is electronic health records you know, for people listening. And when did that become prevalent? I mean, when would, you know, how long has it been since, you know, if I go to a doctor, it's very likely that they have an EHR created with them. Yeah. You know, there's been a huge tailwind where, um, uh, Records have been digitized in the past, I would say, oh, six to seven years or so. But in the last two to three years, it's been tremendous. And that's because um, there's been new standards such as FHAIR, F-H-A-I-R, uh, Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resources Standard, that has been more adopted by the health institutions, even though it's very limited. Um, there are some, you know, major um, healthcare institutions that have that uh, standard integrated. But more importantly, there are, you know, thousands of hospitals that aren't up to the standard. And no one ever built a platform where you can retrieve, harmonize, standardize, and share all of this information. So if we take you as an example, where you have, you know, six different health systems as an example from, you know, coast to coast and where you went to college and you know, where you had certain surgeries done and, 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 and whatever your personal conditions are, as an example, you know, you have this longitudinal health record and then, you know, you have maybe an Apple Watch or you have an oximeter or you have, you know, a con- continuous glucose monitoring device like a Dexcom device or something. Mm-hmm. And all that data is being siloed. So we knew that data silos were a problem and a big pain point. What we didn't know was that Seekster was going to become law as of March 9th, basically, of 2020, when CMS ONC dropped the final rulings on interoperability rules, where uh, payers and providers and other enterprises will actually have to pay a penalty um, in 2021 if they don't give access for patients to, you know, have all their data in one place. And so, and we couldn't predict that we were going to be in, you know, COVID-19 global pandemic where everyone is seeking health data, uh, whether it's for telemedicine or, you know, seeing if you're positive or negative on a COVID-19 diagnostic test or whatever the situation is. Yeah, you know, one, one issue that worries me, though, is, um, you know, like my doctor here locally is like, oh, we've got the tests. You could, you know, get tested and all that. And I said, well, if I do, um, where's that data going to go? And he's like, oh, let me check. They said, oh, you know, the local government requires that we report it. I said, well, no, thank you. I don't want to get tested because who knows what they're going to do with that? You know, will they try to say, oh, you can't go out? Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You know, so uh, I don't know. The, the two sides of the coin perhaps are, are coming out. It's a little bit worrisome that, uh, you know, especially with COVID-19 stuff, the data may be available, but who else is going to use it and how? Yeah, great point. And I think that hits on the privacy, right? And um, I think there's a certain cost to our safety now with giving away privacy to solve this COVID-19 issue that is ballooning where, you know, it's, it's an invisible balloon, actually, I think. That's the way I see it. Um, and if, if we looked at it from, you know, uh, uh, a baseball analogy, if, we're, if there's nine innings, I think we're, you know, top of the second inning right now. And we got a long way to go because there's so much that we don't know. However, 
I think if you empower people like you and I and others to truly access control and own that data themselves and allow you to share that data on your terms and not because like your doctor said, hey, I'll give you a test, but you know, we're going to report this to, to the government. You know, I think there's a fine line there where you should be able to say, hey, I want the test, but I don't want it reported. Or I want the test, but I want it reported, but it's got to be de-identified information so that, you know, yes, I want to help research, but I don't want my identity to be reported. And so there are ways to get around this if you use the right technology. The problem is most physicians like yours and most hospitals don't have this sort of technology and they don't even know that it exists. So, all right. So how does Seek still work and, you know, how does it protect someone's uh, identity if so? And, you know, let's get into some of the details. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's user controlled, right? And so we create a longitudinal health record across all data sources from your electronic health records, from your lab results, from your genetic DNA profiles, from your wearable steps and sleeping data and your home health and and fitness data and medical devices that you connect. And a great analogy for it and an inspiration actually for us at Seekster and myself and my team was back in 2016 where, you know, we admired how Mint.com brought finance information together from Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, your student loans from Sally Mae, let's say, and your credit cards from J.P. Morgan Chase, and you got to see your net worth or you know how much in debt you are in total. Well, we asked the question about you know what about your net health? How come we don't have a dashboard to see you know your net health? And as you get older, your longitudinal health record should grow you know with you, as well as you know if you're a caregiver taking care of you know your mom or grandmother or father or whoever. It's very important to, you know, have access to that data, especially if you're not living with them, number one, and you're across states or cities or boundaries. And so we believe that health data is medicine, and uh, there couldn't be a more important time to use a platform like Seekster to make any company a digital health company without that company themselves or enterprise actually changing their business models. And what I mean by that is a perfect example is like Disney. Disney has to become in some way a digital health company without getting rid of, you know, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, right? In Disneyland. And what I mean by that is if you're a Disney employee, you know, you should have access to all your health information. Disney should be giving you the tools as an example. You know, Coca-Cola should be doing the same and, and, and not just you know, pharmaceutical companies or biotech companies that understand how important this is. But I think COVID-19 really brings, you know, uh, the health data conversation at home since everyone's at home. So you, you, you use Seekster, you get all your data as much as you can in one place. And then obviously you want to commit to adding to it as much as possible. You know, having various health trackers on you would probably help like, you know, Aura Ring or, you know, Fitbit or whatever it may be. Um, then, uh, I mean, how have you seen it used in a useful way? Who's used it? And, you know, what are some maybe case studies where you've seen it really had a big impact on someone positively? Yeah. So we have, you know, many, many examples of that. Um, a caregiver example is, 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 is a clear one 
where, you know, we've had, you know, lots of folks within uh, cancer settings, uh, particularly that had um, diagnosis of a particular cancer, a caregiver, either the spouse or the, the kids were taking care of mom or dad or the husband or wife. And they had, you know, six different health systems. One particular example, they had, you know, MD Anderson data, they had Stanford data, they had Marin County data, they had, um, you know, uh, UCSD, uh, Moore's Cancer Institute data, um, Sutter Health data, and, and they were going, carrying, you know, binders of the husband's information and uh, CDs and, you know, a thick binder that was traveling with them to their specialists in their primary care. And, you know, within one green button of Seekster, we were able to bring all that together so they can eliminate that burden and the binder. More importantly, because Seekster is built, you know, um, in a way where it auto syncs with all of the data, any time that the patient would get care at any of the uh, facilities or institutions, it would automatically update their longitudinal health record themselves. And it was a great way for not only the spouse and the caregiver to track the health of the loved one, but also share that data with various different specialists and oncologists, as an example, and also with just the medical community in general. At the same time, it saved them a lot of time and even money in you know, gathering all their medical records in one place. So that's just one you know, large uh, use case that's very prominent within the caregiver and, and cancer communities. There's another one within pharma where you know, we launched the Seekster Research Portal where we can accelerate not just the retention, but the engagement of being a patient engagement platform for clinical trials to make clinical trials more patient-centric. And uh, we're really excited about the opportunities that are coming um, towards us in the clinical trial space. Oh, how's this going to work in the clinical trial space? Is it, uh, I guess, people that are looking for enrollment, you know, the investigators will be able to, what, query your database anonymously and then when they pick certain people, uh, the people will be notified and then they can choose whether to participate? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. We built a researcher dashboard and then also a study subject dashboard, which is all powered by Seekster. Pharma white labels are our platform and then they can manage projects, subjects, and all of the health data in one place. And then, you know, the participants in the, and the study subjects can manage participation, including what they consent to share to pharma. And that's really important. I think pharma is finally realizing that you have to involve the patient at the beginning and you have to empower the patients in the trials um, and give them something above and beyond what you're giving them before so that they have some kind of platform they can track and monitor their own and their family's health. And that's what Seekster enables. Um, how many... Uh... Like, how do you get an estimate on how useful the data you have is? You know, do you look by a number of people subscribed or are you able to, again, query the database in, a, in an anonymous way so that you can see, okay, we have 3,000 people with this uh, genetic mutation. So, okay, that's great. Researchers may be interested in that. We have 4,000 with this condition, you know, et cetera. Yeah, I think the key thing there is the fact that, you know, the data that we get is very comprehensive right? We get retro 
perspective data and perspective data. And so what I mean by that is we can go back in time. And so for, for, for individuals, families, as well as um, for enterprises where the patients consent and the clients and members consent to share that data, they're able to bring together as much data that has ever existed and has been digitally recorded on them. And it's all authenticated by the person themselves and shared. And, um, you know, we can, we can, with our business intelligence tools and analytics tools that we've built layered on top of the data collection and aggregation of Seekster that seeks out that health data per se, um, we can uh, take a look at the patient in a 360 patient view. And that is very valuable as well as um, look at, you know, superimposing and matching, let's say your clinical data with your fitness data or your genetic data with your EMR data. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I would guess you're probably not allowed to offer conclusions, you know, because it's maybe giving medical advice, but uh, so is it going to be up to people doing clinical trials to make these associations and conclusions or is there a way somehow that, um, you know, let's say I lo- upload all my data and your system sees that there's a certain, um, I don't know, you know, genetic mutation or a certain biomarker or something that, that could be problematic. Can you at least make a suggestion, hey, based on what you've uploaded uh, recently this past week, you may want to speak to a doctor about X. Yeah, so there's a, fine, yeah, there's a fine line of, on playing doctor with data, right? Um, and we, we, we are very careful on, you know, what we can say and what we can't say. Um, number one, uh, the, the platform itself is, you have to think of it as kind of like an Intel inside. So if it's, if it's uh, white labeled by a very large provider that gets it out to patients and they want to, you know, fill in some recommendations and take on those responsibilities, the platform becomes that provider's platform or that pharmaceuticals enterprises platform or the payers, you know, uh, 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 platform. And um, they get to um, utilize their expertise and layer it on top of the collection of the data. But at Seekster ourselves, we don't really give any recommendations to the, the data that's, that's flowing. And that's because, again, there's a fine line on what we can say and what we can't say. However, we do visualize the data where when you visualize the data, we do set parameters on it being above range, normal range, or below range. And, uh, you know, we can give certain recommendations based off of, let's say, Life Simple 7 that's powered by the American Heart Association to co- control your cholesterol and your glucose and lose weight and things like that. So there are certain, you know, sandboxes there that we can play in and, and, and we can give, you know, um, concise and uh, to the point recommendations that make sense for a behavior change there. But mostly, you know, it is about collection and aggregation of data and empowering the enterprise to do what they want to do with that as their next step. So what's the, uh, what's the near term future, future for Seekster? Is it, you know, getting more people to sign on? Is it, um, I mean, like, how do you, well, how do you quantify it for someone? You know, okay, sure. Tell me about Seekster. All right. Well, why should I do it? What benefit is it going to give me? Like, you know, how do you crystallize the possible benefits for someone enrolling in the platform? Yeah. So again, since we're not, you know, direct to consumer, we don't need to, you know, 
sell anyone on, you know, join the platform, um, even though we have that availability. But our business model is SaaS, software as a service, or more importantly, it's digital health as a service for enterprise. And so we're churning data into action and outcomes. And, uh, you know, if you fit in, you know, one of the five verticals of whether you're pharma or payer or life insurance or a provider or, you know, consumer brand, and you're looking to bring digital health to masses for your business models and pain points, um, then that's where Seekster fits. Okay, gotcha. Are there any uh, any new things coming over the next year or two that you can talk about that's uh, going to be an upgrade to the platform or change? Yeah, so I, I think it's timely to maybe touch up on, you know, our recent COVID-19 response and our COVID-19 compass um, that's trademarked by Seekster. The COVID-19 compass symptom checker uh, module um, is built into the Seekster interoperability platform. It's allowing healthcare enterprises today to track the health and well-being of research subjects who may have been exposed to COVID-19. We launched it on March 26th. So, um, you know, the, you know, our country uh, got shut down, what, uh, second week of March. And, you know, right after that, we launched it. We started working on it actually end of January because we, when we saw what was happening in Wuhan and in China, um, we wanted to make something actually for the Chinese market, let alone we just didn't never predicted that we would be where we are today, um, probably worse off than China now in the United States. But I think uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a great tool. It's based on CDC guidelines and best clinical practices. And um, it's nice to be able to pair in our uh, interoperability platform at Seekster with our new COVID-19 Compass Future. And uh, in the next year, you know, um, I think the world is putting their attention on COVID-19. We shouldn't forget about all the other diseases such as cancer and rare disease and, you know, various different autoimmune diseases and things like that, chronic illnesses, um, diabetes, cardiovascular disease. I could go on and on, right? But everyone okay. is just focused on COVID-19. With Seekster, we're agnostic. And so I think uh, you'll see how even in telemedicine, uh, you know, telehealth is growing. But one big pain point in telehealth right now is sharing data and wait times in getting a telehealth um, virtual care appointment set. And when you do, how do you actually share all of your health data with your physician? You're just filling out forms and how are you actually even telling the truth? And how do you know, you know, what, what runs in your lineage? And there's just so much that can be done. So we're looking forward to obviously the next year. I think 2020 is a watershed moment on so many levels for health data. Interesting. Do you, uh, one quick question. Do you think it would be interesting or useful or it might be too much data, but if you were able to record um, each telehealth session you've done with, um, you know, with a professional and maybe have a transcript of it or certain keywords pulled out or make it searchable? Or is that, I don't know, is, even, is that even on the radar? Is that useful, you think? Oh, I'm sure that could be probably useful. But again, it's like, you know, you have to, the patient has to consent to sharing that information, right? Who's taking the responsibility of recording that session? Is it the company? Is it the patient? And then how is that actually shared? It's definitely doable. Um, there could be, you know, a lot that we can learn from if those 
um, uh, sessions are recorded. Another thing is who's got the time to actually spend time to go through, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of hours of that data. And that is very important data. You bring up a really good point. You'd have to use, yeah, I mean, you know, software and stuff to go through it. But I just wonder what you would discover. You know, I mean, it could be used for all kinds of stuff for compliance, for the, you know, for the medical facility or the doctor. I mean, it could be used, again, to find certain keywords. Uh, I don't know. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, multiple use cases there. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And using technology to be able to transcribe that information and then, you know, calling out certain things with maybe AI there, um, that, could be, that could be something. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. So, Artie, what's the best way for people to, uh, you know, to learn more about Seekster and, you know, if they, they're running a company, big or small, to find out about the enterprise solutions? Yeah, sure. So if you're seeking health data, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Go to Seekster.com, S-E-Q-S-T-E-R.com, and you can learn more there. You can also follow us at Seekster on Twitter or find us on our LinkedIn uh, homepage, uh, searching Seekster. And thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure speaking to you and uh, a, a pleasure and humble to be on your, on your podcast again. Yeah, no problem, Arnie. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.